So much great content and interviews spilling out from Radio Row in South Beach, so we had to offer a patented Pick 6 bonus episode. Hey, it's producer Eric DeBerardinas, a.k.a. Debo. And what comes next is a collection of interviews conducted on Thursday and Friday by Will Brinson, Ryan Wilson, and John Breach, three quarters of the Super Friends. Hear from on-the-field ballers Russell Wilson, Jake Fromm, Kyle Rudolph, the McCourty twins, Devin and Jason, and John Randall, and ballers actor Carl McDowell. And check out the rest of the Pick 6 feed for all of our podcasts from Miami, including a necessary gambling guide to Super Bowl LIV. And right after Chiefs 49ers ends on Sunday, the guys will be reacting, so expect a Super Bowl analysis pod first thing Monday morning. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Radio Rose, CBS Sports HQ, the Pick 6 podcast. Will Brinson, Ryan Wilson, John Breach, and joined by another Wilson, Russell Wilson. I like it. I like the Wilsons. Yeah. How's everything going, man? Everything's great. Just got here, actually. Uh, just got to Miami this morning, so that's good to be here. You guys are, are, are my th- our third group, so I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. Oh, we get the high, we get yeah, high energy. Know, I, yeah. I, I, I like, you got, you got, you got the, you got the, you're letting the hair get out. Feels like growing the beard, too. Feels like a very vacation. You, you look, you look yeah. Yeah. You look well rested. I, I, you know, listen, I just went to Turks after Pro Bowl, Turks and Caicos. So yeah. just doing that was fun, and, and then uh, getting a couple of days off, and then being here uh, is, is always exciting. By the well, way, you had some some big news today for those. Yeah. Of- People are watching. Don't know. Russell and Sierra are expecting a baby. When's the due date? And, and how uh, much excitement does we it? We can't add tell you all the due dates yet, but <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it's exciting. You know, just to ha- have another baby is, is a blessing. It's one of the greatest gifts in the world, um, and uh, so I'm, we're fired up about that for sure. And let me say real quick, my wife's pregnant. She's addicted to Cheerios right now. <laughs> Did uh, Sierra have any weird pregnancy cravings with Sienna? No, no. Uh, to Sienna, she. Um, She's she's kind of a habitual eater. She likes eating the kind of same thing. Um, so we'll go to our different restaurants in Seattle and all that. That's cool, man. That's cool. Hey, is it um, – it's obviously – it's not fun to see – these guys here. Yeah, can we exchange that one? Yeah, or, I know. I, um, we tried. We were like, can we get a Seahawks helmet in here instead of the 49ers helmet? Uh, but you know this team really well. Yeah. I mean, you guys saw them uh, three times. and uh, you know, Well, excuse me. Two, yeah, two times, excuse me. And but on both times, it was a crazy game. I maintain that the second time, the pass interference uh, at the end should have been called. What? Uh, what's the... How, what's the secret to getting this defense and giving them trouble the way you guys did? Well, I mean, I, listen, the reality is that there's, there's no real secret about it. You just got to be able to try to slow down the defense alignment as much as you can. Um, it's, uh, they're, they're very, very good. You know, they know how to get the quarterback. It's boasted off the edge. You got Armstead. You got all, so many different guys. Buckner. You got so many different guys that come in and out of the game. Um, they, they have Ford healthy now, too, as well. Uh, and then obviously you got Sherman over there, corner who can make some plays, obviously do a lot of great things for him. Uh, you got the linebackers that are ha- that cause havoc. So, but it's really, it's, it starts with the defensive line. And I think the, the thing in this game is going to be really critical is, is getting ahead early, um, and getting momentum for the Chiefs if they're going to try to beat, uh, you know, the 49ers. Even though the Chiefs are a good comeback team, um, they've been able to do it in the playoffs so far or whatever. It's, it's, that's, I think that's going to be key in the Super Bowl. So, uh, you were talking about, uh, Russell's hair. Uh, I'm a little older <laughs> than you, but I'm also a Wilson. Spitting an image of me 20 years ago, just like really, I gotta see this. I, I like it. I Jerry like Curl, it. I was, I was, it was all, it was all out. So okay. I want to ask you uh, about. You're one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and I had picked uh, the Seahawks and the Chiefs back in August to make it to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So I was riding with the Seahawks all the way until uh, last uh, the, the championship game. But I want to see Russell, and you probably heard this, throw the ball more. Would you be comfortable in an offense where you're putting it up 35 times a game and letting Russell's arm and Russell's legs, when necessary? Get things done. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, I, you know, I, I, I want to be able to win, win games and find ways to, to make it happen. Um, you know, 
what I care about is winning, you know, and, and whatever it takes to win. And then different games dictate different things, different moments. You know, I, I don't mind. I went to Wisconsin, so I don't mind handing it off. Uh, but also, well, to be able also to, to, yeah. but to also to d- that's diversify the football to our playmakers, guys like DK and, yeah. and Tyler and those guys. Um, that's always good, too. So, you know, I, I think we're, we're continuing to evolve. We've been a young team, and I think we're, we're going to continue to evolve and do some great things. Now, we're at the Super Bowl. You've been to two Super Bowls. Yep. One ended uh, fantastically, one not so fantastically. Yep. Which one do you think about more? The win, for sure. I don't even think about the other one. <laughs> he's, he, Russell, he's done this with every guest we have. He asked, yeah. he asked Maybe John Randall about not making, it, not, not getting the Super Bowl done. He, he brought up. He's got a Super Bowl ring. It's a fair question. He brought, yeah. up, he brought up 28 to 3 to Scott Pioli up here, like with the, with the Falcons. We're like, dude, stop it. But I mean, like, that team, does that game remind you, the, the game against the Broncos, does it remind you at all of this? Because it is an offensive defensive matchup. I don't know, like, you know, different quarterbacks, different defenses. Yeah, I, I, listen, I think the, that, that team for the, for, for the Broncos was pretty Pretty special. You yeah. know, Peyton Manning threw a bunch of touchdowns. He had a lot of playmakers. They started off not the best way possible. That safety the first play of the game. Um, and then we kind of got momentum and we really clicked, clicked on offense. Our defense made some unbelievable plays as well. And all three phases, you know, Percy Harvin had that kickoff return yep. at the half. I mean, we just did everything right, you know, and I think that we were really prepared for that. Um, and so, you know, every championship game, this is what I love about championship matchups, is like every one of them is different. And uh, the team that can slow it down and be calm and be in their groove the fastest and the quickest and throughout the entire game, it's the team that's going to probably win this game. Well, and it's funny you said that because, you know, this is Patrick Mahomes' first Super Bowl start. Did you, were there nerves that you were feeling in that first Super Bowl start before the Broncos game? No, because I had already played it in my head. You know, a hundred times over. I, I've been playing this in my head since I was yay high, you know, and, and so for me, I, I was looking forward to it. I was, I was excited. I was calm. Um, but still really, really, still really fired up about it. You know, I, I was, I was poised to, to be locked in. And I think just, I think the self-talk, what you say to yourself in between your ears as you're going in and out of the, I, I remember telling my, you know, telling myself, you know, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And that was just kind of the words that I kept telling myself, you know, and so that was key for me. Hey, so Patrick Mahomes, like you, baseball background. Yep. Same thing with Kyler Murray. I think people sort of underestimate how important that is as a mobile quarterback because you, the three of you guys, I watch you play and you can see like the infielder arm angles. Like yeah. you could throw from different arm angles and you could do it on the run. It's like a, it, it, like how, would you encourage young kids who want to become quarterbacks to spend time playing sports like baseball as well? A hundred percent. I think the reality is, is that so, so many times, you know, uh, you know, our parents, you know, coaches and everything else tell us just to play one sport. If you're, if you're one of the best tennis players in the world or basketball players in the world, you know, just like literally number one or number two, number three, then yeah, okay, maybe that's what you should just do. But the reality is, is 99% of the world's not that. Right. And so to me, the more that you can, you can play other sports is, is, is great as a, at a young age for multiple reasons. One, for arm angles and ability and all that, you know, different, all those different things. But I also think for, the, you know, to be able to socially connect with other, with other players and, uh, other groups of people and people who, uh, you know, people who may look different and, and, and everything else, I think that's really critical. And then, you know, one of the things I always tell young kids, especially when I do my camps and stuff, is to go outside. Yeah. You know, to go outside because video games, video games are good, but, you know, being outside and learning the game is that much better. And to be able to go outside and play the game and interact with other kids and other people is so critical that I think we've lost that um, in, the, in the past 10, 15 years. And to, so how do you capture that? How do you get that back? And I think that's, you know, kids playing multiple sports and doing different things. Uh, you got some cool technology sitting yeah, next I to do. you in, uh, in the bows. Tell us about this because, I mean, I, I, my wife's in the, uh, in the currently shopping for maybe a little birthday present down the road Ooh, for, some wireless, for, you, then. for some wireless <laughs> headphones. What, what might you buy? Yeah, so uh, the, the Bose noise-canceling, you know, 
seven hundreds. These these are the seven hundreds are amazing. I, I rock them everywhere I go. Uh, whenever I travel, whenever I'm on the field pregame, I'm wearing these. Uh, it's because it, it cancels everything out. I always say ignore the noise, you know. So for me, just to be able to cancel everything out and just to be able to focus. I'm a big big music person, you know. Obviously, you know Sierra and I've yeah. you know, been together, but also I, I've always kind of grown up grown up on oldies and listening to music, you know, all that stuff. So for me, uh, that's when I'm at my kind of like my calm place. I watch film, listen to music. So I, oh, that's cool. you know, so when I'm on the plane or whatever. I have my headphones on and watching film, and that's when I'm. I feel like I'm in my zone. So uh, these definitely get me there. Well, I'm gonna tell my wife that Russell Wilson said I had to buy these. Bears. She better. She, she better. She will. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna do a quick transition from one quarterback, a veteran quarterback, to an up and coming quarterback. Jake Fromm is gonna join us. Russell, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, I thanks, guys. I think we're gonna see you back in the Super Bowl soon. Again. Looking forward to it. All right, appreciate it, Russell. Right. Jake Fromm joins us on the set. How you doing, man? Great to have you on with us. Jake, we saw you just talking to Russell Wilson yeah. offset. I, 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 I hope I can put no. Are you a fan of it? No, man? absolutely. I mean, dude, he guy who plays the game the right way, uh, exciting, uh, can make all the throws, and um, it's going to be tough, you know, following him up, you know, here on set. So hopefully, I can be, you know, half as good. Well, you've got a, um, he's got a, uh, you know, a, he's got a cool thing with the bows, but you're. A, Coming with us on State Farm, right? Yeah, that's right. You're Jake from State Farm. That's right. That's who I am today. This is my freshman kind of initiation today. I get to come in and uh, have a little fun. You know, just be me today and and represent well. That's awesome. So, what um, what what's been the craziest part of the process so far for you taking the taking the step forward to to go you know to try to make it? Make yeah, uh, you know, the process for me it's been a fun, exciting one. Uh, you know, I drive from Athens down to Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. that's where my quarterback coach is, and uh, it's been fun. It's kind of uh, my third full week, uh, and you know, getting bigger, faster, and stronger, throwing the ball. You know, trying to throw the ball as well as I can, and uh, it's been fun. You know, every single day has been a new challenge, and man, having fun with it too. Uh, I was in Mobile last week. Uh, yeah. I, I wish I saw you there. Obviously, you weren't there. We, uh, John just mentioned that you were talking to, to Russ offset. Uh, Third-round pick Russ was. Mm-hmm. Came in with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. No doubt. Right now, we're talking about Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. Tuatonga Valoa, uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, are you approaching this like, okay, you need to pay attention to me. I'm going into this process with a chip on my shoulder or something. Yeah. I mean, you know, those guys are, you know, great football players and great guys, you know, but for me, I can only control what I can control. Uh, so it's me. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to be the best me I can be. Uh, and hopefully, you know, convince the team, uh, to believe in me and, and help them go win football games. Yeah. I think that's what it's all about. And, uh, just trying to be the best me I can be. And not to bring up Russell Wilson, but you guys have a lot in common because, you know, he has that baseball background. You were in the Little League World Series uh, nine years ago. So uh, how important, when you play baseball, how does that help you be a better quarterback? Because Kyler yeah. Murray, Russell, yeah. you know Patrick Mahomes, yeah. a lot of these guys have that baseball yeah. background. Uh, baseball is fun. You know, you, you, first you, you look at your feet, uh, the the lateral quickness uh, of playing kind of a, an infield position. Uh, you look at throwing a baseball. You know, you, you throw from all kind of different arm slots. Uh, you drop it down three corners. You, you make a throw, uh, and then you look at hitting. Uh, you got the rotational power uh, and just trying to hit and, and and swing a ball and hit the ball as far as you can too. So it helps. You know, you throw a football. You know, with, with your hips and all and. Uh, I think there's so much carryover and much that's helped me kind of up to this, up to this point. Is there any sort of, like, are you going to do any specific, because the draft process has gotten funky. Like, yeah. it's, you know, people, I think, tend to get away from maybe, like, the training for the season mm-hmm. and get to training for the combine yeah. and all that stuff. Are you doing anything specific to combine training? Right. So uh, we'll throw four times a week. Uh, we're kind of on a six-day work week. Uh and for us, when we throw, uh, we'll have two days a week that'll be more drills oriented, uh, focusing on, you know, getting my feet faster, twitchier, uh, and, and just kind of throwing off platform. 
And then we'll have two days a week where we'll throw for the combine, uh, trying to, to get as dialed in as we can for those throws, trying to look as clean, as pretty as we can. It's basically a beauty right. contest, uh, and you want to look as pretty as you can be. Are you going to do everything in the combine? Yeah, why not, man? Okay, cool. I'm, a, I'm a competitor. I go out and compete, and uh, I think that's what it's all about. People get hot and bothered about whether quarterbacks throw at the combine. Yeah, that's 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 not to me. I, I'm, a, I'm a competitor, you know, and I, I love football too. So, you know, that's a great opportunity to go compete and, and do something you love. So DeAndre Swift will be at the Combine, too. He was uh, your workhorse in the backfield mm-hmm. with you. Uh, a big part of the offensive success that you had. Uh, can you talk about how good he is yeah. and how good you expect him to be yeah. at the next level? Yeah. He's helping some NFL teammates. Well, you got a, a great football player, and you get a, you know, an even better teammate. Uh, you get a guy who's going to come in and work, uh, explosive uh, guy who's so, so fast, so twitchy. Uh, to watch him make those moves he makes uh, in open field on defenders, you know, I have like a, a front row view of it all, uh, and it's awesome to kind of see uh, a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield really well. Uh, and he, he's going to go contribute, you know, wherever he goes, and he's going to be exciting and fun to watch. Now you're from Georgia. Were you a Falcons fan growing up? Was Matt Ryan? Mm-hmm. Was there was there an NFL quarterback? You yeah, up to growing up. Yeah, uh, so you know, growing up for me, uh, you had Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, uh, and then you had a Matt Ryan fathead uh, actually in my room. Uh, <laughs> Up. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so uh, it's kind of interesting to kind of kind of be be here now. Uh, it's fun, uh, and I can't wait. Are you uh, are you worried that wherever you go to school or wherever you end up getting drafted and where you go won't be as fun as Athens? Because <laughs> Athens, yeah. like, I don't know if I don't know if every, I don't know if you guys have been to Athens before. It's the coolest town on the planet. Yeah. Uh, man, great, uh, great, great atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, great, you know, downtown area. Great people. Uh, that's what it's all about, you know. So, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, but I'm, I'm excited and, and to, to go for that next challenge. Uh, get to meet new people, go into a different locker room, make new relationships, call them brothers, call them family. Uh, it's gonna be fun, and, and it's, it's part of growing up too. You know, being a 21, 22 year old kid, growing up. Um, we should probably talk about the game. I want to ask you about your former teammate, uh, McCole Hardman. Yeah. Um, apparently, he's pretty fast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> apparently. Um, yeah. uh, two-part question. Is do you th- is he faster than Tyreek Hill in your mind? Could, is that true? Uh, McCole's the fastest guy I've ever seen. So Faster than you? Much faster than me, yes. <laughs> Sadly. Sadly. You know, I, I'd keep it close for a while, but I think after two yards, he had me beat. So. And, Maybe. <laughs> and how important is having someone that is so dynamic, not only as a receiver, but also as a kick returner on yeah. your team? And what's something about me, Cole, that, that no one knows that you feel comfortable sharing? Uh, me uh, me, he's all about his style, all about his swag. I guess you can easily see that, <laughs> yeah. you know, from the, the, the latest kind of things on Twitter, you yeah. know, about him. Okay, with like the boom box. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Uh, he, he, he's all about it. He's all about it. Uh, but great teammate as well. You know, a, a work guy. Uh, he, he's not a me, me guy. You know, he, he's a work guy. You know, yeah, he likes to look good. Uh, but man, he's, he's a great team guy as well. So does it, does it stand to reason that you're thinking the Chiefs are win or you're rooting for the Chiefs here? I, you know, I, I love Miko to death. For me, I, I think uh, I think the 49ers pull it out. You know, I, I just I, I think they're they're winning the line of scrimmage. You know, I think uh, from an offensive line standpoint, you know, running the football, and I think uh, from a defensive line standpoint, uh, I think it starts the line of scrimmage and they're winning that battle. And uh, we'll see. Yeah, right. the only guy at this desk who also picked the 49ers. I approve of that pick, Jake. There you go, uh, Jake from State Farm. Jordan, uh, anything <laughs> on State Farm that you? By the way, shout out to my State Farm agent, Franklin Rouse. He's my guy. Man. That's I, awesome. I got State Farm for everything. Um, <laughs> anything else to tell us about with your State Farm? For no, man, just excited. Excited to be a part of the team. Yeah. Uh, you know, to be with guys you know like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Pretty good uh, company. That's, uh, that's some big shoes to fill. You yeah. know, so uh, hopefully, hopefully, I can do and accomplish all I need to and uh, represent well. All right, man. We're excited to see you in the draft. 
process, Jake. Uh, excellent college quarterback. Going to be a great pro quarterback as well. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast here on CBS Sports HQ. It's a visual podcast. Oh, look at this. Delightful Kyle Rudolph highlights. The touchdown machine. And we're showing Kyle Rudolph highlights because Kyle Rudolph is joining us here on Radio Row. Will Brinson, Ryan Wilson, John Breach. I almost forget their names every time. And Kyle Rudolph. Uh, how you doing, man? You're here on behalf of Nationwide. Yes. Excited for you to join us. Thank you. We were just chatting up about gloves. Yeah. Uh, that's one kind of fashion. We probably will talk about the glove thing. But I found out through my sources that you've got some cool stuff you're wearing tomorrow at NFL Honors. The Gentleman's Playbook, right? Absolutely. Um, so Tom out in Jersey. He's, he's I done met, my, I, I met Tom last night. Tom, so. Tom's been doing my clothes for, I think, three years now, and there's nobody better. You know, it's, it's truly amazing. You think, it, like, custom clothes are custom clothes. Like, yeah. they measure you, so, like, it's custom. They're gonna fit well. This guy, he, he's got some trick that he's doing, because I've never had clothes that fit the way that he fits them. Um, the material that he finds, the, you know, everybody's trying to wear something that's different. You don't want to show up to NFL Honors and, have the same thing that everyone walks down the red carpet in. And sure. he's dressing half the guys on the red carpet. So we all easily could walk in the same thing. But uh, Tom at Gentleman's Playbook does an unbelievable job. Tom, well, Tom was rocking this, like, killer green jacket. That's obviously one of his. But it was like, yeah. it had, like, I don't, he actually, uh, I, I was like, dude, is this, did you purposely, it had, like, the cross stitching was, like, a light master's yellow. Mm. So it looked almost like a really cool master's jacket. He was like, he was like, how do you, what are you doing? Like, why are you talking about that jacket? Now, you and Wilson will be out on South Beach together probably in Speedos because you won't be at Damn NFL Honors. with the Speedos. I will. So I'm going to get to see what Kyle's wearing firsthand. I'm going to get a picture, which is nice because, I'm a Cincinnati guy. Oh, yeah. You're a Cincinnati guy. So I got to ask you something because these two guys hate Cincinnati chili. They hate the thought of it. They hate oh, talking yeah. about it. They hate smelling it. <laughs> what are your thoughts on it? Are you Skyline Gold Star? Well, Skyline, that, that's not a question. Um, <laughs> that's every, a dumb question. Every, yeah, everyone. That's, the only people that eat Gold Star are the people that fly through Cincinnati because it's in the airport. And they're like, oh, Cincinnati oh. chili. I need to try it. And then they're like, oh, I, I don't know about this. I'm like, you had Gold Star, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, so we're Skyline through and through. Um, I've actually, my wife has adopted the Cincinnati chili, so she oh, loves it. <laughs> Didn't, wasn't born there, obviously not raised there. Um, but I, I forced it upon her. It's like anytime we go back home, I land in Cincinnati. Well, you land in Kentucky. Right. right. Uh, and the first place we go is to a Skyline Chili. I mean, that, that is the only must when I go home is Skyline Chili. I got to get these guys out now. I, I just feel like spaghetti noodles should have spaghetti yeah, sauce. Fair. That's just my take. But yeah. All right. I want to ask you actually football questions. We're yeah. done talking about clothes and chili. Uh, <laughs> back in August. In row. <laughs> yeah. Back in August, there were conversations that the Patriots were really interested in you. Mm-hmm. And I think you would have been a huge help to that offense, which obviously struggled. Uh, you stayed in Minnesota. They drafted Irv Smith. Back in the in the spring, how did that work? Having two tight ends mm-hmm. working in that offense with with Kirk Cousins playing as well as he did, and what are the plans for that offense with the two tight ends going forward? Well, I think for us, we led the league in in multiple tight end packages. I think we were just over fifty percent of the time we had two or more tight ends on the field, and um, you know, obviously, I didn't expect things to play out the way they did this year in terms of forty seven targets or whatever I ended up having. Uh, I thought I'd play a much bigger role in the passing game, um, but I can't control that. That's yeah. that's not something that I decide. Um, all I can control is how I block, how I run routes, uh, and the ball. When the ball comes, do you catch it? Uh, so for me, I just really tried to take pride this year in 
whatever your responsibility is, whatever your role is, if that's going to help this team win games, which, you know, we, we want enough games to get in the playoffs, win a playoff game, um, that's all I can control. Did and, you uh, ever think watching the Patriots offense, I could really help that team do more than what they're doing with no tight ends? You know, you – and I – I said this throughout the whole process you, you uh, seemed, in the spring. You seemed really intent on being in Minnesota. It feels like I'm saying it's that a was exactly it. for us. Like myself, my wife, our family, um, we never really even envisioned what it would have been like anywhere else because we knew how important it was for the organization to keep us there, and they knew how important it was for us to want to stay there. Right. So, given the extremely difficult cap situation that we had, me going into the final year of my contract. There was never a doubt that I thought, you know, I could be playing somewhere else, uh, whether that be New England or elsewhere. And, you know, so when the deal got done, you know, it may have surprised a lot of people, but to us, we knew we weren't going anywhere. You well, know, we, we anticipated on being there. You know, we, we oftentimes hear like, like, how much, you know, how much money do you need? Like, I mean, you, you were willing, you're like, listen, I am happy here. Mm-hmm. I like it here. And I think yeah. you have a pretty good connection with Kirk, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, and, and it, it does feel like sometimes, there is a point where it's like you don't need to go out there in the free agency market and do a tour. Plus, Minnesota's kind of awesome. I like Minnesota. You know, and for me, free agency was never appealing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I could be sitting here right now getting ready to head into unrestricted yeah. free agency had I just played out my contract. And, uh, you know, people are like, well, you, you know you left some money on the table by not going to free agency. And that, that's not what it's about for us. Um, Minnesota is home. Living in Minnesota is important to us. But the most important thing to me is – being a part of the team that brings the first championship to Minnesota. I think we have the guys in that locker room. Uh, we have the coaching staff. We have the ownership, the GM. Everything's in place for us to, to finally do it. And our fan base has been through so much over the history of that organization. I know what a championship would mean to that state and to Vikings fans all across the world. And I want to be a part of that. Well, you mentioned the coaching staff, and obviously you have a new offense coordinator now, Gary Kubiak. How much did you communicate with him mm-hmm. during the season? I, you know, I don't know how hands-on he was yeah. with Kevin there. Uh, and have you talked to him since he officially got hired? Yeah, so, you know, when Gary came in, you know, obviously that's a guy that's won multiple Super Bowls. He's had extremely successful offenses in this league for a long time. And he's just been around a lot of ball. And uh, to be able to have somebody like that, that you can pick their brain, you know, for me, all OTAs, all spring, uh, and then for Kevin to lean on during the season. And, you know, I give Coobs a lot of credit because last year, you know, he was exactly that. He was just a resource. You know, a lot of time a guy of that caliber that's had that kind of success would, would want to be more hands-on and want to run the show yeah. and want to kind of orchestrate things. And he never did. He he was truly a resource for our offensive coaching staff to use and I'm excited that he's our coordinator. I, I think, you know, like I said, his offenses have been very successful, and it won't be our fifth system in five years. Huge. Right. So we're staying in the same terminology. We have some continuity on offense, and, and we can build off what we did last year. But so, and, all, and not to mention, it wouldn't, ahead, it wouldn't yeah. be fair if I didn't get this plug in. Uh, when you look at your offense, Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. he grew up in a Kubiak style scheme with Kyle yeah. Shanahan. Uh, Dalvin Cook, zone block, you know, zone, uh, mm-hmm. zone read block, you know, blocking in the run game yeah. for him. Garrett Bradbury. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so he's I'm an NC State, State guy. guy. Yeah. So I love Bradbury's a stud. He's, he's going to be awesome. He's a stud. And, and you, to your point, in. to your point, that, yeah. that's exactly it. If you look at our personnel on offense, it fits perfectly with the zone blocking. You look at all five of our offensive linemen. You know, I don't think we have an offensive lineman over 315. 
you know, those guys are all fast, athletic guys. Let's get the ball. Let's get the ball in Dalvin's hands. Let him get out on the edge and watch Garrett reach three techniques like no one else in the Dude, NFL he gets the second level fa- is crazy fast. Can I ask one question real quick? I was going to ask a follow-up on Garrett Bradbury, but sure, <laughs> Just hold out. This is <laughs> Brenton's going to make the whole podcast know, about yeah. Garrett Bradbury. He loves Give the Kyle Rudolph's here. Tell Garrett Bradbury the biggest fan is here at CBS Sports HQ. I want to talk about Andrew Brackman. If we're talking about NC State. <laughs> you know. Dude, Brackman was uh, a stud back in the day. Exactly. That's Elder for, or Moeller in Cincinnati. So that, that's our oh, rival high school. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we've heard conversations about George Kittle That's struggling cool. as a blocker. We know he's a great blocker. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Would you rather pancake some guy into the ground mm-hmm. or maybe make the one-handed catch? We saw the video coming into the touchdown. Make the one-handed catch. Oh, okay. <laughs> Blocking is, is something that we have to do, and yeah. it's fun to pancake people. You know, you certainly don't want to be the tight end that's on tape and you're you're kind of put on the yeah. backside and, and you're a liability in the run game. Um, but I want to run around and catch balls. Uh, that's that's why they have me there. So, right. Mentioned that Kirk Cousins comes from a Kyle Shanahan and Gary mm-hmm. Kubiak scheme. You're very familiar with that offense. What, what is the, what is the, if when you're running that system, like the 49ers will, mm-hmm. what, what are you worried about seeing from a defense that you know might cause that, you know, your offense to sort of well, slow down and look The biggest thing hard. for us is getting behind. Cause the strength of that system is the run game, marrying up with the play action pass game, marrying up with the boots and the nakeds. And you look at all the games that we had success this year on offense. Yeah, you guys. You don't get behind, and you know, for us, I felt like you watch our system against the 49ers. You know, watch the Rams tape late in the year. You know, they're running boots and nakeds and play action, and Jared Goff's going up and down the field. Um, But then we get down a couple scores, and it turns into a drop back pass game, and that's not fair. You know, those rushers, they got five first rounders getting after the quarterback, and you, you know, you expect linemen to to be able to hold up in a drop back pass world. (laughs) That's, that's just not the strength of our team. That's not the strength of any good offense. So for us, the key is, you know, we need to start fast. A, it helps us on offense, but then you flip it to the other side of the ball and you can let Daniil Hunter and those guys yeah. get after the quarterback with a lead. For sure. Let me ask you a question. So obviously all here because we've got the Super Bowl. We've got mm-hmm. the Chiefs, the 49ers. There's only three teams in the NFL that played both of these yeah. teams this year. You guys were one of them. Correct. Uh, and I feel like the, the game that you guys played against the Chiefs was one of Kansas City's best defensive por- performances mm-hmm. of the season. And, you know, we've been talking about the Port Ayers defense all yeah. year. How would you compare those two defenses just against each other? Well, I think, you know, you, you look at those those defenses, and the 49ers go as that front goes. I mean, they are just relentless. They set the tone for that defense. And then, in my opinion, you look at the Chiefs, and – to me, the Chiefs go as Tyron goes. I mean, he is all over the field. He's on the line of scrimmage. He's in the post. He's playing linebacker. He's playing nickel. And to me, when we were preparing for them, it's like, you got to find 32. Where's 32? What's he doing? Uh, so I'm excited to watch. I don't think that Chiefs defense gets enough credit. Yeah. Rightfully so. they got a really, really good offense that scores a lot of points. So I'm excited to watch how Patrick Mahomes kind of almost baits that rush into trying to get after him and then escapes because that's what he seems to do every time, and right. that's where he makes all of his big plays. And, and just on his point that the Chiefs doesn't get up credit, I, I think the Chiefs actually gave up fewer points this year than the 49ers. I, I've been saying all oh, week please. that the Chiefs don't get enough credit. Uh, Kyle oh, right. is my favorite guest of Radio <laughs> Road. <laughs> like Brackman talk. we got Garrett Bradbury yeah. talk. Uh, w- talk to us about what you're doing with Nationwide. Uh I'm just extremely fortunate to to be a nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year, which is presented by Nationwide. And Nationwide has done an unbelievable job in, in elevating this award 
to one of the most prestigious awards in our game. And they've paired with the NFL, with the Peyton family, to to create something that's really, really special. And this is the second year that they've brought all 30 I don't say 32 because two guys are, are preparing for some game they have on Sunday. Yeah. Um, but the, the rest of us are down here um, on behalf of Nationwide and the Man of the Year Award as nominees. And, you know, just so much good stuff going on. We were at a Boys and Girls Club in Miami today hanging out over there. I, I'm still covered in paint from, from doing a mural on the wall, and my nails are dirty from, from doing some, some yard work and right. some, some mulch. So it, it was a fun day. Well, I think, and I think, too, just on that, people might not understand if they're outside, you know, outside the scope of the NFL, but, like, you know, they, you get headlines of people who do bad stuff. Yeah. There are a lot of good people who do really good things in the NFL. And this award is, like, big, big time for, yeah. for, for like, you guys as players. And that's one of the things that's so cool that Nationwide has done. You know, you, so many times you hear about the, the negative publicity from our league. Uh, and what Nationwide is doing is elevating the platforms of 32 guys and spreading the word of all the good things that they're doing, not only in the community that they play in, but the community that they live in or are from. Uh, you know, just it really highlights the great things that guys are doing in this league. All right, Kyle Rudolph, Viking side in. We didn't even ask about the gloves or really the catch against. I would ask about Kevin Stefanski going to Cleveland too. Okay, but we uh, we're taking. We, we can hang out all day. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go get prepped for this big show tomorrow. Like we, oh, I, yeah. I'm you. hoping hoping you win. Um, Thank you. That'd be cool. Are you, do you? When do you? When, when do you find out what you're wearing? Uh, I know what I'm wearing, so I, I brought it down. Purple? Well, purple? It, it's not purple. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of purple, so we changed <laughs> it up. We changed it up this year. That's fair. That's fair. All right, Kyle Rudolph, Fighting tight end. Thank you for joining us on behalf of Nationwide. The uh, pizza-wearing McCourty brothers. Right now, we've got we're hanging out on set. Brothers finally got to appear in the Super, play the Super Bowl together it's on the same team. Get the synergy going. My theory, and I'm going to ask him about this once they get mic'd up here on the set with us. My theory yeah, as to why the Patriots secondary blossomed so much after you, after they, you guys joined up and got together in New England is that everybody was on the same page. But like, if you're trying to be on the same page with like another person, the best possible way to do it is with your brother. <laughs> right? I mean, that is true. And I think that was, I mean, adding a guy like him, ton of experience. Um, played, you know, multiple different teams for different defenses. He definitely. It was only two teams prior to that. But yeah, and different <laughs> defenses. That's multiple. Oh. Um, so I think bringing him and his experience and his perspective helped us as a defense from obviously his play, but his mental approach to the game, I think really kind of just cemented our secondary and made us really good overall. And see, fortunately, you made that reference, so now I don't have to panic about knowing which twin is <laughs> Devin McCourty and Jason McCourty joining yep. us on behalf of Pizza Hut. And you actually brought pizza here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I wouldn't be doing my job as a person who hasn't eaten lunch if I didn't look in here and see what kind of pizza you brought. That's what we notice. Like when we've gone to sets, everyone's like, "Hey, because of these Got hours, some cheese, some pepperoni, we have choice. Uh, we haven't eaten." Are you just like, are we just promoing just pizza, or is it like, nah. is it like the official pizza of the NFL, or is it like it's, a stuffed crust situation? It's all of what you just said. The official, the official sponsor of the NFL. Um, we're giving away stuff, you know, moms. So everyone knows moms MVPs. And so we've been talking about it. If you're having twins this Sunday, you have an opportunity to win two tickets to Super Bowl 55. You have a chance to win free pizza for two years. What? Oh, man. And $22,000 
Torzo's Twins College Fund. All you have to do, you go on Twitter, Twins are born after kickoff, you post a picture of the Twins, uh, the date and time they were born, you send it at Pizza Hut, you hashtag promotion, you hashtag PH Twin to win, and you get a chance to win all that cool stuff. I wish, well, I wish, I wish I you need nine months to prepare for this. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's just if you happen to have Twins, yeah. we got some gifts yeah. for you. So, so let me, we'll talk football, but I do have some like twin questions, right? Yeah. Like, we, I've got a couple of buddies who are, you know, who are twins like that and identical growing up. Did you guys ever have like a, like pranks you pulled where like you would trick certain people into thinking one, it was one, like one was Devin and one was We Jason? tried in grade school, but all of our friends always knew us apart. Um, but like his first Super Bowl in Indianapolis, uh, Saturday's picture day before the game and I'm down on the field in like my jeans and a hoodie or whatever I'm wearing and Bill walks up to me like, Dev, what the, are you doing? <laughs> like you gotta get dressed. Y'all. And he was just like, oh, you're Jason, and like not even on purpose, but just people not being able to figure us out. That We've was, been able to have was, some fun. Uh, 2012, uh, yeah, 2012. yeah, that was your yeah. first Super Bowl yeah. too. My first Super right. Bowl, yeah. You didn't say something like, "Hey, listen, Bill, I need you to listen to what I'm telling you right now." Come get me. Yeah, <laughs> what took you so long? <laughs> so uh, let me ask you a football question, since we have you here, and you guys are really good at football. Uh, I'll start with Teron Matthew for the Chiefs. Richard Sherman on the 49ers. Can you guys talk about cornerback safety, how important they are for what their respective defenses need to accomplish on Sunday? Yeah, I think you look at a guy like Tyron Matthew, I think he's even different than when you just talk about all safeties because of his abilities and versatility. Like, he can play almost like a slot corner. He's probably one of the best blitzing safeties uh, probably right behind Jamal Adams for the Jets. Um, but I think when you watch him play, Wherever he is, he's making an impact. Whether he's at the robber position, 15 yards deep, just reading the quarterback's eyes, whether he's showing up and run support, or you saw Tennessee runs a little cross boot and they throw it to Corey Davis, takes him out. Um, so I think when you watch the Chiefs defense, it kind of starts with Tyron Matthew as the energy and the guy that is where he needs to be at all times. And I think where they're similar is both of those guys are, are heart and soul on their defenses, and they, they bring so much more of an impact off the field probably in that locker room and just getting ready for those games. But Sherman is a guy. I know we all saw the Sherman, Revis, and all of that stuff. Both guys elite. But you can't say that there's been a better corner for the duration of the, of time where Sherman's been in the league than he has. I mean, the amount of interceptions he has, the amount of wins he's been able to. And he doesn't follow, but you take away the left side of the field because he's over there. And whether it's man, whether it's zone, um, he's excelled at it and he's been very elite. So I just think you see the impact. I I mean, he goes from Seattle to there. He bets on himself on a contract. He hits every single incentive in the contract. And in Sherman fashion, he's going to make sure everybody knows about it. <laughs> but he's the type of guy where he's going to inspire his teammates to not only talk to talk, but to also walk the walk. Dude, there was like a, a five-hour window there where you're like, please – Please hope I didn't write a story about Sherman's cop. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just blitzing he one everybody. And then he, then he had a, for another outlet, he's like, I've got one special for you later. You're like, whoa, this guy's got a blowtorch. Yeah, he, kept, he kept receipts. Hey, yeah. So talk about Richard Sherman in, in that defense, because I think it is interesting. Like, they, you know, they do the, the cover three zone. Mm -hmm. And we saw the Chargers did a good job of clogging up the middle against the Chiefs. You guys have played the Chiefs. What sort of approach, what, what's the chess match here between these two teams? Like, what, what, what is Robert Sala going to try to do? And how is Andy Reid going to counter that? in terms of attacking on offense? Uh, it'll be interesting. You know, I, I think I'll be interested to see exactly what the 49ers do. I think a big part of what they're going to do is involve those front four guys on the line. Sure. Whoever's in the game on the D-line, they have six guys probably. But getting to the passer, how fast they get to the passer. I don't know, like last year AFC Championship, we played Kansas City. 
We're doing a great job. We're in man-to-man coverage. We double Tyreek Hill. Guys are covering well. And then Damian Williams takes off. Three yeah. touchdowns. Andy Reid adjusts and starts using the back in the passing game a lot. So that's the hard thing with Andy Reid. Because he's got to have able. two game plans. Yeah, he has so many weapons that if you take those away, so you, got the, you got the first game plan, then you have the counter game just in case. Yeah, you, know, you know he's going to figure some things out. But I think what Dev said is the key for the 49ers is going to start up front. That's how they've been able to dominate throughout these playoffs. You watched them versus Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers just had no chance because those front guys, they're not blitzing anybody. Right. And, yeah, it's tough to play zone throughout a game, but you can play that cover three and mix in your man when you have guys that can rush the pass. Like You don't have to blitz anybody. Yeah. Those guys are all-out blitzing itself. It does seem like Andy Reid, doesn't get rattled. Like they were down twenty four nothing to the to the Texans and he looked oh, oh Patrick Mahomes, I'll be okay. And you mentioned the play calling. I think Week one, 2017, they came to New England, and you guys were, uh, they actually won that game pretty easily by the time All it was the over. Quarter. And exactly, he didn't get rattled. He's not uh, overwhelmed by being Gillette Stadium facing Bill Belichick. But Bill Belichick is also great at coming up with a game plan. We saw last year the Super Bowl, uh, you absolutely shut down what the Rams did offensively, and they had no answers. And also knowing that you faced uh, the Chiefs before several times. What do you think the the Patriots would have done this week to Ooh. shut down what anything? We know Patrick Mahomes seems unstoppable, but you guys have beaten him before. I think uh, for us, a, a big part of our strength and our defense was in our secondary and um, things that we were able to do where we were able to try to match up across the board. So when we got ready to play Kansas City, whether it was um, Steph on uh, Sammy Watkins, putting our speed guy and Jay Jones on uh, on the cheating, on Tyreek Hill, having a safety over the top, and then matching up across the board from there, uh, we had safeties that can cover, or we'd even put a corner on Travis Kelsey because we had the guys that match up where we'd have that, all right, we're going to go out and we're going to play all out man. I think that would be the way we'd go into that game keeping this guy in the center field to make sure there's no plays that are going deep. And I think to match that, it would be like, all right, once we do that, we're going to mix in our zones. But before the snap, we're going to ma- we're gonna match up like it's man-to-man, but be able to spin it and once the ball snap and get in the zone, which Tennessee did a ton of in their game versus Kansas City and the championship. But they just didn't play, I felt like, enough man and get okay, pressure yeah. to really impact the game. So, and, like, you guys also, and I – I don't, I'm not trying to ask another question because we had a fun game we got to get to. But I thought it was interesting when you guys played Kansas City, it felt like it started the game trying not to give up the home run. Like played it maybe a little bit off. And then once they got that, I think they got the lead. It was like, you know, the fumbles or whatever. They got a lead and then you guys seemed defensively to say, nah, we gotta get, we gotta get aggressive and press up on it, right? Yeah. And that, cause that, like he just said, that was our scheme the year before. And I think, you know, sometimes you're like, all right, it worked, but like we need to do some things different. And it was like, well, Andy, all right. Andy was ready for it. Yeah. He, cause yeah. he had those guys in that short space yep. and they would just pick up six, seven, eight yards. And then you guys had to And it was like, all right, man, like we just gotta do what we do best. Such a chess game. It's yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's impressive. But so that's what is I enjoy talking about with you guys. I work by the McCordy Brothers, well McCordy Brothers, the, the twins, uh, who who run one Twitter account. Yes, one Twitter account, yeah. one Instagram. Thank yeah. you for joining us on behalf of Pizza Hut. This smells delicious. It's literally eating my. Eat up. We got you. I would, I would eat an entire pizza if I could. We'll be back with more content here from Radio Road. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for having us. I'm Will Brinson, Ryan Wilson, John Breach, and joining us now, Hall of Famer John Randall. John, how you doing? Doing great. Excited to be here. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, you are here on behalf of Sleep Number, and uh, that's fitting because you put quarterbacks to uh, – you lay quarterbacks out and put them to bed. Yeah, put them to bed, yeah. Very frequently <laughs> during your, uh, your, your, your long Hall of Fame career. 14 years, 11 with the Vikings, 3 with the Seahawks. Six All-Pros, first-team All-Pros. Yeah. You look at 
this game to me, and I know this sounds like like cheesy and like the the you know the, the old the, the old phrase the cliche you always hear, but like I really do think this game will be won by the defensive lines because to me both teams have excellent offensive lines and they need to establish the run and, and in order to make their offenses multidimensional. But I think with the way that the 49ers are doing, the way that the Chiefs are going, they can disrupt things. How? How, which defensive line to you is going to be more impactful here? I think it's going to be San Francisco. Um, you know, uh, with, with both out there, uh, young, talented player, but being a leader at such a young young age, I think it's really going to impact the team. Um, also, having Sherman back there in the secondary, because when you got a when you got a great defense or great pass rushing up front, you need the secondary also do their part. And to and to me, San Francisco has all the, the pieces. So, John, um, I want to take you back to 1998, that 15-1 Vikings team. Oh, you got to go back there. That we all... <laughs> they, they've been doing this to every guest. Oh, they, wow. find, they find their least favorite Super Bowl yeah. memory. Like, Scott Pioli's going to be like, remember 28-3? He's just like, yeah. well, we don't want that. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But that Vikings gonna, team... Russell Wilson's coming later. You can ask him about the pick? Like, 49? What's going on uh, here? The, well, yes, yeah, we'll ask him. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> that 98 team was a great team, right? Yeah, it was. 15-1. I'm sure you guys are extremely confident going into the conference championship game uh, against the Falcons. You were in the middle of eight straight years of double-digit sacks during that span. You were dominating on defense. We know about Randall Cunningham, Randy Moss's first year. Chris Carter was there. Robert Smith was running the ball. Uh, can you just talk about how good that team was? And did you feel, as a defensive player, was that offense ahead of its time? Because I feel like now it feels like that offense would fit in perfectly yeah. with what we see. They were, we were. Uh, I'm sorry, they were on offense because it was unbelievable. I mean, you couldn't. With with Chris and Randy and Jake Reed, it was you know most time you you come across an uh, offense and you have two good receivers, but we had three with Jake Reed and he really was the the, the X factor because most people were all of a sudden trying to double Randy or or try to take out Chris and all of a sudden Jake would would be the missing part. But having Robert Smith as a running back, <clears throat> excuse me, really just made us just a complete offensive team. And you know I found myself usually when you're a defensive guy. You, you, when the defense is out on the field, you just want to sit down and relax. But for me, I would sit up and watch them on offense and just see how proficient they were. Now, you guys, you know, you went to two NFC title games in a three-year period with that team, and you guys were so good on offense, so good on defense. Were you surprised that you just weren't able to crack through, get to the Super Bowl? And does it make you appreciate how difficult it is to get to this game? Yeah, I do. I definitely do appreciate it because one thing I tell people about the beginning of the season, they're always talking about this team and this team. And I'd say that's, that's in October. But by December, which team is still the healthiest team out there? Because with injuries now, that slows teams down. And we saw that from uh, from the Philadelphia Eagles. When their starting quarterback gets hurt, the, the backup guy comes in and replaces him just as, as, as though he was the starting quarterback. So I appreciate that. And uh, But to see it and to know how hard it is and difficult because the practice is wears guys down. And, uh, but it just, the, no, I'm just, I look out at it and just say, what an amazing game. That's why a guy like me only played 14 years because you know, the, the hard, uh, the harder that it takes to play in week in, week out is, is a lot. When you look at a guy, you mentioned Bosa before. I just want to go back to him because I think one of the things that's amazing to me about him and his brother too. Yeah. They both came into the league. And with not just like this incredible athleticism, but like their technique is like pretty incredible to watch. Yeah. His hands are violent, man. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Are you, are you surprised at how how like how quickly the Bosa brothers are able well, you, to have yeah. that physical? Skill yeah, you, set? you watch it and you see him like he plays like he's been in the league for five or six yeah. years, and it's and it's uh, and you just wonder like 
what coaching is he's getting off the field because it's just I mean he has Chris his defense line coach but you just wonder like where did you pick this up at, in college or, or is your dad giving you some ideas or, or, or something bro, like, or a brother or something but you know it's unique and uh, when you see something like that you got to appreciate appreciate it and also you got to believe that he's going to be just a specimen in, in, in five or six years. So Brett Favre actually described you once as unblockable on artificial turf. And obviously you had hundreds of sacks and you're in the Hall of Fame. Um, and you were known to talk a little trash. Just a little bit. <laughs> Have you ever gotten into some offensive tackle's head to the point where you know he had given up and that was going to be a wrap for the rest of the game? Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, what does that look like? Or what and, does that and, like? and what was his name? No. <laughs> we will not divulge anybody's name, but uh, he just happened. It happened in, in the game, and uh, by halftime, he didn't come back on the field. And so, no way, really? Yeah. But, they benched it? Or they got benched it? Benched it yeah, I don't Yeah, he just took off. Took off. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it happened. But, you know, that was part of my, my repertoire. I was a small player, and I wanted to all of a sudden find an advantage. So I started uh, being a trash talker. Um, so what's the craziest reaction you've got some trash talk to an offensive player right before the snap? Do you know? Is there an instance that comes to mind? Uh, not too much. but uh, not Not really, but I can remember – talking trash to a certain quarterback to where he got mad and he he started trying to jump jump down upon me and he got kicked out of a game and so I remember that. So mission accomplished. Yes. Yeah, yeah and Brinson, you mentioned the Bosa brothers. Those guys were both high draft picks. You were unheralded. You're an yeah. undrafted free agent who ended his career as a Hall of Famer. What does that mean to you? I mean, that that's something that is unprecedented in the NFL to uh, come undrafted free agent to Hall of Famer. Uh, it's it's quite an honor. You know, um, to me, was was back then the draft was three or four days long, and, um, you know, not to get the phone call, but at, at the end of my career, to get the phone call, to get in the Hall of Fame, it's, it's just been wonderful. And, uh, you know, it's just for me, I'd say it's a great game. I love playing it. I, I love being around it. Um, and I appreciate everything that it's done for me and my family. And, uh, you know, just my hat's off to the National Football League. What was your favorite pass rushing move, like your personal favorite? Oh, my God. Uh, I tried to I, – I, I studied a lot of guys who played, Howie Long, Reggie White. And Reggie had a move that was called the hump move. Yeah. And uh, I used to try to perfect it. And uh, Randall McDaniel, offensive lineman, Hall of Famers, told me, he goes, you, you don't have it. You, you don't have it. <laughs> so I call it, since I was a small guy, I call it my miniature hump. So I used to try to hump guys like Reggie White. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right, you're here working with uh, Sleep Number. Tell us a little bit what's going on. We we see, uh, I believe there's a big bed over there. Yeah. We've, we've been working, and we're like, man, like if these people just leave for five or ten minutes, we can You got to go check it out. It's uh, amazing bed. It's uh, Sleep Number 360. I have one. And I get a great nice rest because I believe and everybody else believes that rest is so essential, even for football, sports, even for broadcasting, what you guys are doing. Yeah. Get yourself a sleep number bed and enjoy that great nice of comfort. All right, we'll get you out of here on this. Who do you think is going to win and why? Oh, my God. I tell you what, uh, I think it's going to be a great game. I look forward to two teams to go out there and give us one of the best Super Bowls ever, but uh, I hope I'm kind of leaning towards Andy Reid. Um, you know, he's been at this game for such a long time, and I like to see him uh, win a Super Bowl. And um, I kind of just go with that. All right, John Randall, Hall of Famer here for Sleep Number. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a fun conversation. I like the mini hop. That's pretty. I like <laughs> Thank that. you. Job. Appreciate it, man. Yeah.
What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast here on CBS Sports HQ, live from Radio Row in Miami. I'm Will Brinson, Brian Wilson, John Breach. We are joined by Carl McDowell, a.k.a. TTD. TTD. From uh, HBO's hit show Ballers. How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, you got it. I like the, I like what you got rocking there with the, uh, like the, the Cheech and Chong. Chong. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, worried about wearing the Cheech and Chong. No, but like it kind of fits the like the personality. Like it would fit the personality of the guy of TTD, of right? T- like in terms of <laughs> TTD know. loves Cheech and Chong. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the uh, you, you're the is handler the right term or handle hand, the, the, the the like the like. So you were with John David Washington, like yes. he was on the show. Like, is it uh, like what, what's? Why would you describe your job? Wingman, wingman, buddy, family. Yeah, that's like Brinson uh, to me. He's my wingman. Yeah, yeah. back in the yeah, days yeah, yeah. before we got married. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if you got, if he needs something, I make it happen. That's right. And I'm then, gonna make it happen. But like, that's what happens with professional athletes almost 99 percent of the time. You got to have a TTD. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. do everything. You can't. Right. Do, you gotta. You gotta focus on this stuff. So I focus on the rest of the stuff. For so you. how did, as an actor, how did you? prepare for this role did you talk to players who have handlers who have their their boys helping them out or no I, it was just uh how i felt like it should be played like yeah. if i had a if i went to the nfl i'd want me a uh, me <laughs> so that's how i played it like whatever you need i got you don't worry about it and, and like the gig is cool because you get the money like you get like you get paid you know, you, you know like mm-hmm. you get paid handsomely to to be my friend's friend, it's pretty much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get paid. I get paid handsomely. I get to live in a mansion. I get to drive cool cars. I get to meet cool people. So did did you when you were preparing to be to do the show, like did you uh, trail it like act like how did you find out what it would be or was that sort of something the story the the writers handled like what was the process? There? It was more like so I went there to just shoot one episode. It was, so it was um, the one where I was on a getting stoned watching TV. <laughs> Are you wearing that shirt? <laughs> Probably was wearing this shirt. Um, and that was it. It was supposed to be it. And then, they, But they liked the chemistry so much, they kept writing me in. They kept writing me, bringing me back. And um, so it just it just naturally took that shape. They never told me to do anything. They never said, like, shaped it. It just happened that way. So it was originally going to be a smaller role, and then it grew into what it became. Yeah. 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 That's Pretty actually good. sort of what happened with, like, our podcast. We <laughs> thought we, we, yeah, we thought we were just going to record something. And then they're like, oh, these guys are actually kind of, like, funny. We're like, let's keep them around for Ain't a little Ain't that cool when that happens? It's like, you like, like, I'm just shooting it out there, <laughs> take it or leave it, and then they like it, and they bring you back for five seasons. So you're from Chicago? From Chicago. Bears fan? Huge Bears fan. So how, how do, last year was a good year. This year was not so good. I'll ask you straight up because uh, the fourth member who is, he's like, we're not good-looking guys. He's so ugly he can't even be on television, so he can't do the audio version. But he's a Bears fan. How do, how do you reconcile Mr. Trubisky as your quarterback of now and of the future? Uh, I hope there's no future for him. Oh. <laughs> I really like. I, you're done. You're done. I'm with done. Him? I'm TTD done. with the DDT. Oh <laughs> man, <laughs> who do you want? Which, there's a lot of quarterbacks coming into free agency. Here. Who do you want to see them sign? So I would like for them to sign Cam Newton, but I don't. That's right. Yeah. That's a trade. More it would have likely. to be a trade. Yeah, yeah. Give him Trubisky. <laughs> he, he went to school in Carolina. It might work out. He, it might work out. Trubisky in a box of uh, Cheech and Chong t-shirts. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. But I think, like, I just hope Cam don't come with the problems that he normally has. Right. You know what I mean? So the injuries or the him being Cam Newton. So hopefully if he can kind of Carmelo Anthony his way back into yeah. the game and uh, be a really good quarterback <laughs> so for the Bears the, and we can win. During the 2018 season, you saw glimpses of Trubisky being okay. The defense was so good. 
did you think they could win with them, or you at that point, even in 2018, where you had seen enough? I saw, so I had saw enough in 2018 because it was game. So it was one game against Tampa Bay where he threw for like seven touchdowns or something right. weird like that, <laughs> yeah, right. and yeah. people were so sold on him. And I was like, nobody blitzed him. Dude, if he was blitz throwing him, the wide open guys. Wide open guys. But if you blitz him, he's. Yeah. I mean, he'll just throw the ball anywhere. He can run sometimes, and that's really fun. But I can't, I can't watch it. I've, I've put up with Cutler for way too long, and I'm just sick of the Bears not having a good quarterback. So, right. We need a quarterback. So listen, the, the he mentioned Sean, the fourth member of the, the podcast. The he's one. a huge Jay Cutler apologist. Right. Like he's like, and so like we're l- let's just kick Sean out permanently, and you yeah. can just yeah. like, I'm, I'm in. here. I'm in. I'm in. Ballers is done, so he's got you got, I got time. time the you, did, you did some radio work on Ballers, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We, did the, we did the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you were Mr. Trubisky's handler. How would what would you're Mr. Misky's TTD? Yeah, well, was, how would that work? Uh, I I tell him that uh, he's sucking right now, and he, <laughs> to, and he needs to step it up a little bit and run some drills with him. I, I, endless drills with. Well, him. Carl, I got some news for you, Mr. Bisky, come on. <laughs> 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 no, Mr. Bisky, like 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 he's like, man, can you do this for me for my guy down? You're like, no, no more of that no, for you. No. no, you can go to the gym and you can go study your. Tape. No, we're gonna go to the gym. We're gonna do. We're gonna run some drills. You can't get anything. How? How much of um, the extracurriculars and ballers, because it's part of, you know, it's a movie, so it's being filmed, it's not mm-hmm. real. How much of it was real? <laughs> you just give me a percentage. You don't have to name anything specific. Um, uh, um, 70, 90% probably. <laughs> All right, that's I mean, awesome. a lot of it, a lot of it, we just snatched from like what was going on. Yeah. So yeah. It's pretty real. You guys had a lot of guest stars, athletes on that show. Was there anybody that you thought was like cool or you, surprisingly you didn't like? I mean, Mr. Bisky on the show because he was horrible. <laughs> no, um, I mean, everybody was really cool. I got to meet like DeAndre Hopkins. I got to meet Fowler from the Rams. I got oh, to yeah. meet Gurley. I got to meet like all of them. They were all really cool, and surprisingly, they all want to, like, act. So they are all asking questions. They're, like, yeah. serious about it. Like, you would think they would just come in, be themselves, and leave. But they come in, they're asking questions, and they like, how how do I keep this going? How They get the rush. You get the high. If you've, if you've done any, like, theater, if you've done any TV, if you've done anything, you get a high from it. And you, like, you chase it. You get, you get the bug is what they call it. So- and they got the bug, so they all want to do it now. Are you like us? Because we see athletes all the time when they come on here. We're like, okay, yesterday he caught a picture of Martha Stewart. We're all like, oh, my God, that's Martha Stewart. <laughs> so you like you see actors all the time. I don't know if Denzel comes on the set if you're blown away by him. Or are you more blown away by seeing an athlete who's done an amazing thing? Uh, both. I mean, I, I'm starstruck by a lot of people, but I, like I'm a fan of I'm a fan of the arts. I'm a fan of football. I'm a fan of basketball, baseball. So. Pretty much anybody can walk by, and I'll just be like, oh, my God, it's that guy from that thing. <laughs> Unless it's Mitch. Yeah. Well, you uh, work with one of the biggest stars in the world. So, uh, <laughs> the rock, you know, like, what's that like? He's so cool. He, do, he doesn't even seem like the biggest star in the world. So, like, when you talk to him or he just make it feel like you on his level. And I don't know how he makes you feel like it, but you feel like you just want – you like him. You're one of the boys, and that's really cool of him. Um, that's how it is working with him. He's so good. By the way. Didn't realize this until I checked my text messages. Our buddy Sean is actually watching the show. Oh, that's hysterical. Uh, Sean. So if I'm like sorry to... I took your job, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so if you'd like to send him a message, and look, he's a captive audience right that's now. That's awesome. Tell him the truth about Jay Cutler. Sean, Jay Cutler was horrible. I tried to make excuses for the man as well, and it just did not work <laughs> oh, out. He's out there, this, actually. That's him right there. <laughs> Sean, that's Sean. Sean. He's the one crying. How did you like Cutler? <laughs>
What part of Cutler could you have liked? Oh, man. That was too great. good. Um, <laughs> did you ask about The Rock? I was, too good. Yeah, yeah. I was trying not to laugh. Sean, Sean said, I heard that. <laughs> um, all right, man. Ruined. Uh, look. It's a great show. This is a fun interview. We have to yeah, do this, this is again. the best one. Say the best for last. Uh, you, want, you got anything we need to promote? Um, I have a couple movies coming out. Oh, oh yeah. What are you what talking about? Um, Babysitter 2 is coming out. Um, there's Life, Love, and Karaoke is coming out. Oh, nice. And um, my band, Left on Laurel, just dropped an album called Saved by the Ground. Dude, you're busy. No, you yeah. do everything. I try. I try. He's I'm a Renaissance fan, not Brenton. Yeah. <laughs> you are a Renaissance You are a Renaissance fan. All right. Carl McDowell. And uh, what do you where are you at on Twitter? You on Twitter? Uh, Carl McDowell. At Carl McDowell. Oh, that's a good <laughs>